Welcome to the Master Drafter Football Podcast. We talk dynasty fantasy football. Now your hosts, Chris Burton and Mike Reardon. All right, welcome to episode three of the Master Drafter Football Podcast. I'm Chris Burton. And I'm Mike Reardon. Today we're going to be talking about 2019 rookie tight ends. All right, Mike. So uh, talk to me about your tight ends. All right, tight ends. Let's see. Well, I am a big Hawkinson guy. Um, he is probably one of my favorite um, tight end prospects to come out of college in a long time. I have him easily as a top five overall rookie in this year's draft. I agree. And for a tight end, I mean, I think that that's saying a lot because usually top five is like four running backs in a wide receiver or five running backs. But uh, I I would say that Hawkinson is definitely in my top five. We just did a uh, super flex draft and he went, I think he went sixth overall. Yeah. And I mean, right. 32 team league and I actually had him as my number one guy in that league, and tight ends are in you know, tight ends are very valuable in that league. So, and then with the, without the clear cut running back and everything, I actually had Hawkinson as my number one guy. Now in most leagues, he's probably going to round out my top five, um, but I'm just I think he's a guy, and I don't love the landing spot in Detroit. Uh, he went eighth pick to the Detroit Lions, uh, Iowa State, right? I always get confused if it's uh, Iowa State or Iowa. I think, I think it was just Iowa. Just Iowa. Okay, so yeah. Iowa. And uh, is it the Cyclones or? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I forget. But anyways, uh, the same team that uh, George Kittle came from. And uh, I kind of see him. I see a lot of George Kittle in him. You know, I don't know if it's just the uniform, you know, do, looking at the... Uh, watching the highlights there, but I'm yeah. just Hawkinson. I mean, he's just got that. He looks like he can, he can block, he can get open. He can run after the catch. He can make the 50, 50 catch. He, he just yeah. looks like a beast at that position. I mean, he looks like a better prospect coming out than Gronk. Um, and Gronk slipped. He had some injury issues yeah. in college and everything. So it was a little different, but I just see him as, uh, I have Fant, Noah Fant has played the same college. I have them in, in my top tier. Hawkinson and Fant, but Hawkinson is the clear-cut guy there. Um, I and I know De- Detroit Stafford doesn't know how to throw to the tight ends. I totally understand that. Um, but I actually think Hawkinson, you know, is going to outlive Stafford in Detroit. <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't think anybody can really argue at this point that Hawkinson is the clear-cut, like, number one tight yeah. end in the, in the rookie draft. A little bit of man love going on for Hawkinson. <laughs> for me on yeah. my end yeah um and i mean it's funny because you know him and fan played at the same school um and hawkinson kind of surpassed fan like in last year and and started to be you know show that he was the better player so i mean both guys i think are really good players i think fan could be has a lot of potential in Denver, but I don't think there's any question that Hawkinson is like the number one 
fantasy tight end. And it, it's really it's really saying something when these two guys played on the same team, and you're telling me that Hawkinson like beat out Fant, who's the number two tight end, <laughs> also a first round pick. Exactly. And, you know, like to you know, kind of took over that position as the better player. I mean, that's saying a lot about you know, it's better than if he took the position over like a you know, even like an Irv Smith or an or Sternberger or something. I mean, he, the number two guy, like he won that job over over him, and they went one two in the draft. Both of them just uh, just it looks like a really good top two tight ends in my opinion. Um, and, and it's not a, it's not a one a one b though. It's a it's a one Hawkinson and it's a two Fant. Absolutely, absolutely, and then. I was going to say after that, there's definitely like, I think for a while, a lot of people had Irv Smith as that, like, I mean, Irv Irv Smith to me is still the clear cut number three guy, but like, there's definitely like a way more significant drop off now than there was like a few months ago. Yeah. So I have, I have Hawkinson and Fant, Hawkinson and Detroit, Fant and Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, As, as my top tier. And then I have Irv, Irv, and then I have Irv Smith in a tier of his own. I, that's that's same here. Same <laughs> here. Okay, that's cool. the same thing for me. Yeah. And to remind the viewers, we don't talk about our tiers before we go on. So nope, nope. This is all off the cuff. That's right. In fact, we do our tiers like ten minutes before the show starts. Yeah. Like <laughs> we do, favorite. we we do our tiers like as we pack our bowls. You know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's how we roll on the Master Draft podcast. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so Irv Smith, he's in his second tier of his own. Yep. Uh, played at Alabama. You know, played for Nick Saban. Was kind of the successor to O.J. Howard there. Um, so Irv Smith, 6'2", 242 pounds, ran a 4'6", 340. He's, he's a smaller tight end. Like he's not, he's not a, 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 he's definitely, you know, a move tight end. So I think his upside is that, you know, he went to Minnesota. I think a lot of people were hoping that Rudolph was going to get, you know, not, was going to get traded or cut. Um, And he signed a four year deal. But I think, I think the hope, I think the hope with a lot of people is that he is a move tight end. Like, regardless of where he goes, he's going to be that guy that is on a team to catch to catch passes. A little bit of like, a, with a scenario with Rudolph, a little bit of like a Dallas Goddard type of situation. Yeah, yeah, Where you've exactly. got a talented guy behind another guy. I mean, now, I think Goddard's better than Irv. I like Goddard a lot. Like, Goddard to me. I agree. I definitely have Goddard ahead of Irv Smith for if sure. If he didn't have a top five or a top in, in three, a top in, three tight end. In terms in of terms. overall, in terms of overall dynasty rankings, just you know, obviously Goddard. Just to clarify, you know, we're talking rookies, but Goddard's not a rookie. You know. Yeah, um, and I and I will say, but what I will say though is it's it's funny because it's it's a little bit of a similar situation where yeah, Goddard we both see as better as Irv Smith. Yeah, but, exactly. But Zach, we also see Zach Ertz a lot better than Kyle Rudolph. So Irv Smith doesn't really right. have the distance right. to travel that Goddard has. To. It's true. 
That's very true. So, I mean, I have Irv Smith. I think, I, I like we said, he's he's the next tier. He's all alone. Um, he's a guy that, in a better situation, um, might be a higher pick. You know, if you look at um, if you look at the tight end class, I don't think it was last year, or the year before, maybe where it was like OJ Howard, um, Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram, and then David Njoku. Yep, all first round picks. Uh, Irv Smith was a second round pick, but a lot of people had him, you know, at the end of the first round, early second, in the mock yeah. draft. Yeah, and he ended up he, going. In the, he ended up going in the second round. Yep, and and the thing too is is he had more value. If you were drafting a month ago or whenever, like before Rudolph signed that contract, yeah, you know, you're you're looking at it and you're going, oh, they're going to trade Rudolph, and his value was kind of like, you know, it wasn't that far from from Fant. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. And lately, so he, he was in he was in my tier 1 like yep. to start like a couple months ago, Er Smith was was my number 3 guy, but still in that tier 1. Because there was and a it, chance that Er Smith was going to be the starting tight end for Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. Which is a good spot to be in. Yeah. Um but now it's like Minnesota, I mean, they have Stefan Diggs there, they have Adam Thielen. Um, I'm not sure who the number three receiver is going to be there, but then it's like they have Dalvin Cook, obviously. Um, you know, maybe Alexander Madison. Some people are big on him. I'm not that big on Madison. I would say that if you're drafting, um, Irv Smith, I would say Hawkinson and Fant are targets. If you need to move up, if you really need a tight end and you think you got a chance to move up a couple spots and get one of those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's six to four for Hawkinson or whether it's, you know, twelve to to ten or nine to get Fant, you know, something like that. I would have no issues uh, you know, in my opinion, that would be a fine move to make. Yeah. Irv Smith on the other end, you know, if he's sitting there, you know, later in the you know, we getting into that second round, early third. Now, I'm talking about 10 or 12 team leagues, but if, if you know, in a super flex, if he's getting into that, like, if you're in the 20s and he's there and you need a tight end, absolutely grab Herb Smith. Absolutely. But don't overreach for him. Um, he's going to be sitting there on your bench. I mean, he's no Goddard, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But he is a guy that if you need a tight end and it's, you know, it's it's getting into that 20th pick range. He's a guy that I think, you know, he's there's a drop off after him, I feel like. So if you're going to go with tears and you're going to kind of take a guy that's before you hit a drop off, you know, scoop him up for sure. But don't put it, don't put him in the category with Hawkinson and Fant, in my opinion. I just, you know, he's he's good, but he's not those two guys. Those two guys are both have the potential to be elite elite tight ends and they're both in good landing spots you know hawkinson not great but still i mean there's no competition there he's gonna start right away fant i think has a great landing spot in denver yeah and i i think hawkinson and fant are like the two tight ends that are gonna start right away yeah and then herb smith i think is, is gonna be the number two tight end there and then sort of the next tier guys that i have that start how big, right- how big is how big is your next tier my next tier, my tier three is 
So at four, I have Josh Oliver, Cahill Waring, Jace Sternberger, Dawson Knox. Okay. So those, those are my next guys, my four, five, six, seven. I have kind of a bigger, it's a little bit more of a drop-off for me. I do like a couple of those guys. Um, I have a little bit bigger. Mine's actually, I have seven players. Mm. Some of them are, uh, no, I'm sorry, six. I have six guys. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I have Josh Oliver next. You have him at four, too? I have Josh Oliver as my four as well. Okay. Yeah. Great landing spot, Jacksonville. Yeah, and I, he's gonna yeah. start. Like it looks, he like. Yep. He, that's the funny thing with, <clears throat> like, with Irv Smith. Like, I think he's a more talented player than Josh Oliver, and Dawson Knox, and Cahill Waring. But I think Josh Oliver, Cahill Waring, and Dawson Knox could all be end up being like week one starters. Yeah. True. And I, I to me, and, and get that immediate value. Like even, <clears throat> you know, even if they're not. You know, I'm not saying they're going to be top tight, like top 10 tight ends this year, but they could be, I mean, they could. I would even say for me personally, I would even say Oliver is like kind of moving into like closer to Irv Smith, closer to like, I can't put him in that second tier with Irv Smith, but he's the clear. I mean, we both have him at four. I like him more than Sternberger. I don't like the position. I don't like where Sternberger is. I don't like him behind Jimmy yeah. Graham. And Green. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly not a big Sternberger guy. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not as big. A, um, oh, that's right. You have Warring ahead of him. Yeah. I have Cahill Warring ahead of okay. Sternberger. But and, Oliver, and, we've got set at four. So Oliver is yeah. our clear cut. Yeah. Guy we've got at four. And then yeah. we have Sternberger and Warring uh, flip-flops. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have Sternberger and then Warring. And then we both have Knox at seven. No, I have, I have Mac at seven. Alizé Mack yeah. out, of, out of Notre Dame, the Nor- uh, New Orleans undrafted. Seventh round pick. Seventh, seventh, round. seventh round guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so Alizé Mack. Ran and then Knox. Yeah. Alizé Mack ran a 4'7", 6'4", 249 pounds. Like, I think he's just a guy to me. Like, he he landed in New Orleans. And he he landed in a good spot. Um. And that's a huge part of it for me. I mean, it's yeah, just, and and he's a project guy. And he he had he kind of had some hype hype a couple years ago. Like I remember, I remember kind of in the Devi league community, like Alice Mack was a guy on a lot of people's radar that got drafted in in a Devi league that I'm in. So he, you know, if you're gonna be, he's almost like a he's a free agent pickup to me if you really if you really if you really need a tight end or you're sitting like in the like 70s 80s of a draft and you really need a tight end maybe you take alizé mack like that's how low he's my number nine tight end i I think i think alizé mack ahead of dawson knox kind of shows me how Mm. how not a big fan i am of dawson knox yeah (laughs) i'm not i'm not a big dawson knox guy either but He's like Dawson Knox to me is just like he's kind of I don't think he's as talented as Josh Oliver, but I he's a guy that I think is going to have the opportunity because who else do they have in Buffalo like to play the right. tight end position? So it's just kind of so like, I would say that and, we have and, and Dawson uh, the thing I'll say about Dawson Knox for the listeners too it's like 
the most concerning thing is he never caught a touchdown in college. Like his entire college career, he never caught a touchdown. Yeah. So you're like, uh, all right. But I mean, he got drafted. Uh, he's 6'4", 254, ran a 4.59 in his pro day. So it's like, you know, this guy, you know, he has an opportunity in Buffalo. So, yeah. so why? And he's going high in draft, I feel like. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, 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 he's definitely not a guy I'm targeting, but like, yeah. I mean, you're, you're right, honestly. Like when you say, like that tier two, you could almost, you could almost push Josh Oliver up right after Herb Smith in that tier yeah. two. And then, and then there's like a tier break. And and then it's and then we have the same all the same guys yeah. except you except you don't have Mac in there and I do yeah and I actually have Mac ahead of Knox. Where do you so so my my guy that I have at eight um, I have actually so I have Oliver at four, Cahill Waring, Jay Sternberg, Dawson Knox, Drew, and then it's a tier break uh, at least how I wrote it down, uh, and then Drew Sample at eight. And then Al is a Mac at nine. Okay. So I have Drew Sample as my next guy. Where is you have him at where do you have him? I have him at nine. You have him at nine. Okay, so so he's we're we're our top our top nine are basically the same then. In a different order. Yep. Um Exactly. At least at least that five to nine range. We both have the same top four though. Yeah. So I think that I think that says a lot about yeah, this, t- so, this tight end class, you know, like our top absolutely. Four. And I have sample. At... Go ahead. I have sample. Um, you know, as the beginning of my my last tier, which is my fourth tier, which is basically like the rest. Um. And tight end's a similar situation to quarterback. I mean, it's just like you get those those first couple of guys. Like I would say Hawkinson and Fant is like getting Kyler Murray. You know, your Irv Smith and Oliver is like your Haskins and your, and your Daniel Jones. And then your Waring, Sternbergers, Knox, Matt, you know, Matt guys, that's like your Locks, Stidham, Finley, Greer. I mean, it's very similar, like, as far as the value of the tiers. Um, obviously, I'd probably grab those third tier tight ends before I get those third tier quarterbacks. Yeah. But after that, it's just like, you know, you're, you're looking at a lot of black blocking guys and you're looking at a lot of, uh, you know, real long shots yeah. as far as, you know, well, you know, goes. like, you know what Drew Sample is to me? Like, I think Drew Sample and this again, like you said, it's kind of a long shot. I have him as my number eight tight end. He's the top of my fourth tier. And he's he's nine for me. Yeah. Um, so Drew Sample, 6'5", 255, ran 4'71 at the 40. Um, for reference, TJ Hawkinson is 6'5", 251, ran 4'7 at the 40. So, mm. I mean, like, literally comparable measurables to TJ Hawkinson. And, um, and obviously this guy is in TJ Hawkinson. Um Right, and, but he was also the fourth, the fourth tight end off the board. He was, you know, he, he was, was, and he uh, he was taken, in the NFL draft, and he was taken in the second round, and and he was taken, and so Hawkinson is a production guy, yeah. 
Whereas Sample was taken as a guy that he didn't have the production. Well, Hawkinson just showed but everything, know, but Sample was. A- you know who he reminds me of though is Will Dis- Will Disley from last year. Yeah, I mean I can see that. Because Dis- Disley was a guy that could surprise people. Exactly, and Will Disley last year was a guy that everybody thought was going to be, oh, like he's a blocking tight end. Like he's you know don't draft him. You know, and uh, so I'm going to move Sample up into that third tier. Yeah. I'm I'm certainly going to move him up because just because you know because, he's I mean and who does Cincinnati have like it's they have I, right. they have Eifert who's like you know kind of you know maybe let's see what happens but he's been hurt throughout his career you have CJ Uzuma I think is is he still there and then um, yeah I think so but I mean after that it's kind of like you know I mean I I could see Drew Sample just being that Will Disley kind of guy and just surprises everybody in Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree. And I, I think it's one of those things where with sample, I think with sample, I would say, you know, he's, he's a guy that he's a good blocker mm-hmm. and you know, he's, he's going to make the team obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that slowly, could become this shorthanded guy that could take, you know, take over that job. And it could be a nice tight end offense, you know, mm. once he, you know, if he's a guy that can stay on the field with a guy like Eifert, that's just always getting injured and he's getting older, you know, I think that they're going to give, I think they're going to slowly move sample along and he, he's somebody that could just be the best guy on the field. As far as the tight ends go, like as they get through the season. You know, they may be like, hey, this guy, he's picking up the offense. He's, you know, he's out. Like, he's not a liability in any way. And I think that, that the consistency with him is is kind of why they liked him. And they saw potential in him. You know, they saw a guy that, like, okay, he didn't put up the the gaudy receiving numbers, but we think he's athletic enough. You know, he, he showed to be athletic. Um, Was he in the combine? He was at the combine, right? He was, yeah. Did he do his? He was, yeah. He was, yeah. You know, he he had decent measurables, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I did. I sent him. Uh, like I said, six five, right. two fifty five, ran a four seven one, and like I said, yeah. Com- so I mean, compared to Hawkinson, six five, two fifty one, four seven, right? Like both at the. So combine. you put sample, you put sample in, at Iowa, and he, you know, he's not going to put up Hawkinson numbers. Yeah. But he's probably going to have a nicer, better coll- collegiate career for sure. You know, so I think Cincinnati is looking at it like this guy's an untapped potential. Yeah, um, he's going to come in and he's he's good enough at doing everything else that we need, and he's athletic enough that you know, put in the right position, this guy could be just as good as a lot of these other tight ends. So he's definitely a guy. Like he is a guy that you know he's kind of a sneaky guy at tight end. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. And he's a guy that I think a lot of people are sleeping on. And it's like, he can block. So, like you were saying, Mike, it's like, he that's going to get him on the field. Yeah. So, it's like, they drafted him. Even if they drafted him to be a blocking tight end, he was still the fourth tight end taking, taken in the NFL draft. Yep. It's like, if he can get on the field and he shows that he can run routes and he can, you know, catch some passes, like – he like there's there's nothing really standing in his way from being the number one tight end there like it's not like it's not that far-fetched and then you know say cincinnati you know 
see you later, Andy Dalton. Like next year they draft a quarterback, like they draft one of these guys, like Tua next year, or uh Justin Herbert or Jacob Fromm. And it's like, all right, like now now we have all of a sudden Drew Sample is like a guy that's going, you know, top two hundred in dynasty drafts. Like, I mean, if he's a better, he's a, like you said, he's, he's a, a sneaky guy. He's a sneaky guy he is. in rookie draft. He's a younger, better, like Jack Doyle. Like yeah. he's, he's a guy, yeah, he's a draftable absolutely. guy, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I mean, so he is, I think, I think that our top nine is pretty close. So let's just go over our top nine real quick. And then, and then we'll just, that'll be the end of it. No, I'm just kidding. We'll do the rest, but the rest is just, it's. Yeah, it's all just a dark throw at that point. So our top nine, I think, is solid, and I actually like this top nine. I'm actually starting to like the tight ends a little bit more. Just talking to you right now, mm. um, especially that third tier, which are like, man, you know, I, I, I wouldn't target any of these guys, but I just feel like it's like this every year with the tight ends. You know, I just feel like there's all these guys that fall into these great spots. You know, they say tight ends take a couple years to develop. And then sometimes you wait a couple years on a guy and then it's like you're trading him away for a six round pick or you're, you know, or you're just dropping him. So I feel like I'm feeling a little bit better about it, especially this top nine. I feel like we both have the same top nine. So let's just go over it. Why don't you go over the way you have your, is it three tiers? I have, uh, Big, oh, you have a smaller tier. I have, I have, I have. It's basically like into my, my top nine is into my fourth tier. All right. Well, let's just go with the top nine and just break them down where they are in your tiers. All right. So I have uh, T.J. Hawkinson is my is in it is uh, number one, obviously, and then I have Noah Fant as my number two, and that's my top tier. After that, I have Herb Smith in a tier of his own. Um, and then Josh Oliver, but I actually might move Josh Oliver up into tier two, honestly, like after Mm -hmm. we were talking, uh, and then tier three is Cahale Waring, Jay Sternberger, Dawson Knox, and then my tier four, Drew Sample, Alizé Mack. And that gets you to nine, right? That gets me to nine. And then All right, so let me just do let me just do mine and then we'll let, let me do my top nine. Okay. And then we'll then we'll move on. Okay. So I have the same thing. I have my first tier is Hawkinson clear cut number one mm-hmm. and then Noah Fant clear cut number two. And then there's a tier. Mm-hmm. And then I have Irv Smith next in his own tier. Yep. Same as you, I have Josh Oliver at four to begin the third tier. Mm-hmm. But he is a guy that I'm thinking about, like, not that far from Irv Smith. Exactly. He is the clear he, next guy. He's a guy we were both kind of talking about moving into that tier two. So it's like, it's he's right there, you know. Uh, and then what's your five? So, your five? So then, I, so then we flip-flopped. I have yeah. Sternberger and then Waring. Mm-hmm. You have it the other way around at five and six. Mm-hmm. And then I have, is it Aliza? What were you saying? Uh, Al- Alizé Mack. Alizé? Alizé. I have Alizé Mack at seven and then Dawson Knox and then Drew Sample at nine. Okay. Okay. But and yeah, that's where my tier and, ends. And you were talking about moving even. And, like I just moved, and I just moved Drew Sample up. Yeah. I just moved him up. Yeah. Yeah. 
as we were talking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna cut it off. Which I'm is, gonna I'm gonna cut it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Is that legal? Right. Is that allowed? <laughs> it's allowed. It's allowed. <laughs> it's uh cool. It's no ho- no holds barred on the Master Drafter nice. Football Podcast. <laughs> nice. Um, and again, all of our rankings are on the site. That's right. Can um, we, you can, and we, you can, and we update them. As- yeah, we up we update them as often as we possibly can. Like literally, sometimes me and Mike update our rankings like three times a week. Um, you know, so you can see my rankings. You can see Mike's rankings, uh, rookie rankings, dynasty rankings, um, Debbie rankings. You know, IDP guys, all that. So. All right. You want to just throw out some like best of the rest guys. Um, for me, it's like my, like, you know, ball getting into the bottom of my tier four. Who, who do you have that you want to just throw out for tight ends? So I have nine guys left. All right. Or um, I'm sorry, 10 guys left. Same here. We, you, you got ni- 19 all day. 19. Is what I got. Yep. Yeah. Um, would you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I'll just go down the line. I won't even get into it. I'll let you go into it with your guys. I have uh, Trevon Wesco, Giants. I mean, I'm sorry, Jets. Yep. Um, he was the uh, he was a fourth-round pick. And then I have Zach Gentry, Pittsburgh Steelers, fifth-round pick. Then I have Caleb Wilson. He was a guy. He went to Arizona, you know, picked by the new coaching staff. I think he might have been Mr. Irrelevant. I think you're right. I believe yeah, he, he was. was. He was Mr. Irrelevant. I think he was. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, I don't really think a whole lot of him. Yeah. He's kind of my last um, guy he that was, like, I'm kind of taking a chance was, on. There. He was the guy. He was the guy when um, when I went and did that WEI thing, and like I got a chance to talk to Jermaine Wiggins, and I was all like, yep. and I was like, it was like before the NFL draft. I was like, I'm like, you know, Caleb Wilson. He's a guy. He's a guy like in the NFL draft, and he ended up being the last guy picked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I hope I hope they remember. Uh, I hope they remember me for that at WEI. You know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so next up, I remember that. That's right. I remember that. So the next up, I have undrafted CJ Conrad for the Giants. Okay. Yeah. Um, at thirteen. Uh, something about, I don't know. I, I think I heard he was doing good in camp or, you know, and I, Ingram, he's had some injury issues. I have, and... I have Conrad really low. Uh, okay. Out of Kentucky, 6'4", 249. Ran a four eight forty at his pro day. Didn't get a combine, combine invite. Um, but yeah, go ahead. If you, CJ Conrad. Um, then I have Foster. Mar- this is where I really yeah. just, you know, yeah. I have no Throw, idea. I mean, like I all, all these guys at this point are like dart throats. Foster Moreau. Yeah. So Foster Moreau, fourth round pick from Oakland. Uh, I believe he's more of a blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? I mean, there's a there's a spot there for him. Then I have Dax Raymond, Chicago, undrafted. Mm. I don't know. Out of Utah State. Um, and then I have Donald Parham. 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 Okay. Detroit Lions undrafted. Over Isaac Nada, who I have. So I have them back-to-back, both mm-hmm. Detroit guys. Nada was a seventh-round pick. Um, He's a guy that's like, he's a kind of a sneaky guy. Yeah. 
Um, Par- did they do some two tight end sets? Parham is definitely a sn- Well, Nada, I'm even saying. Par- same with Nada, but... Uh, yeah, both of them, really. Yeah. But Par- uh, Parham, I will... Parham, I put, a, I put above him. I put Parham above him, like, just doing some research and, like, kind of seeing this guy, like, wow, he's kind of a... I will... Ne- you know, because here's the thing. I, I think Detroit was really focused on tight end. Yeah. And I and I don't think they were gonna get Hawkinson, mm. and I don't think they were gonna take Fant at eight. So when Hawkinson fell to them, they had already researched a ton of <laughs> other tight ends. Right. So I think they ended up taking Hawkinson, thinking like, "Whoa, like Hawkinson," and then they got late and they took two more tight ends, and then they took an undrafted tight end yeah. who they probably, you know, they it looks like they really did their homework on tight ends. Yeah. So they've got a bunch of them now. And they really needed a tight end. So I'll just and I, I'll say for the listener, Donald Donald Parham at a Stetson University, six eight, two hundred forty three pounds, ran a four six eight forty at his pro day. So kind of like a you know size speed guy again, pro, yep. prospect developmental. But I mean, I remember a few get a few years ago, Mo Ali Cox was a guy that in some 32 team leagues that I was in that I was targeting. So like, if you're in a league like that and you can get Donald Parham, you know, especially if you're in like one of these auction leagues and you can get Donald Parham for, you know, next to nothing, like, okay, why not? As an undrafted guy, uh, you could do, you you could do worse. Um, I actually have Parham as my 19 guy just because in dynasty, like, it's just, I mean, like I said, I mean, these last, like, after, like, 10, like, we, who do you have at 10? You have Wilson at 10? I have, I have Wesco at 10. Wesco at 10? Okay. Gentry and then Wilson. And then Wilson. Okay. So I have Wilson, Gentry, Caden Smith, Tommy Sweeney, Foster Moreau, Isaac Nada, Trayvon Wesco. CJ Conrad, Dax Raymond, and then Donald Parham. But okay. um I have Caden Smith and Tom Sweeney as my last yeah. two. I might I might actually I might actually move Trayvon Wesco and Donald Parham up a bit though, honestly. But yeah. thinking about it now, just because um you know, Chris Herndon is gonna have the suspension there with the Jets. So yep. Trayvon Wesco could end up carving out, you know, I mean Absolutely. At least, at least like a number two tight end role pretty quickly there. And, you know, maybe, well, well, Chris Herndon's gone, you know, he, he, he shows out. So, you yeah. know, at, at, at the 10 spot or, or, you know, 11, 12, you know, you could do worse than you could definitely, I might move him up a little bit. Trayvon Wesco. I'm at 16 now, but I, I could definitely move him up. I have my 10. Yeah. I could definitely move him ahead of Caleb Wilson and Gentry. Um, and then we both still. And I might move CJ Conrad down. CJ Conrad, yeah, I have CJ Conrad at seventeen. But RM, I have at sixteen. Yeah, I could see myself moving him up. And then this Dax Raymond guy from Chicago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. He's kind of a guy to watch out. Like he's a guy, you know, pay attention to him because mm. you got Trey Burton there. Yeah, uh, he's dealing with some injury problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, every anytime you see, you know, an undrafted guy that that's got the measurables that, you know, the team has been looking at and they bring in and there's a spot there. Yeah. Um, Foster Moreau, he's another guy where, 
you know, like a Drew, like a, I don't know, a poor man's Drew Sample, a guy that's like a blocking guy that, you know, maybe they saw more in him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there's a, and, there's and, definitely. And Moreau came out of LSU. So they're like not a passing team at all. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. They are run first team. So. And that's what they want their tight ends to do. They yeah. need that, that extra blocker in there. Exactly. So, and, and for, I mean, there's a hole. Yeah. There's a hole in Oakland for mm. for tight end. I'm I'm not a big Waller guy, so I mean, mm. you know, I think yeah. he he gets all that hype, but I for, and I I'm not a big Moreau guy either. For, I, mean, I have him at 14. For me in Oakland, for the starting tight end, like I for me that camp battle is between like the guy we're talking about right now, Foster Moreau, Darren Waller, mm-hmm. and Eric Swoop. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the tight end battle for me in Oakland uh, mm-hmm. this summer. Like, and that's, that's definitely like a camp battle to watch. Like I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, to, to hearing about that. Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, I think that, that pretty much any other guys you want to throw out here, Isaac Nada's guy, Georgia, uh, came out of Georgia, got, you know, uh, <clears throat> undrafted guy by the lions. I don't think he got drafted. Right. So um yes he did get drafted seventh round seventh round seventh round guy so um i don't he was a guy i kind of liked coming into it um he's actually got a little bit of praise in camp yeah um but i mean they got hawkinson they already don't i mean it's a new coaching staff and and their you know their coach came from the patriots so it's like and then they get hawkinson so i mean it's it's they can totally change their scheme but stafford is not a tight end guy like he just i mean tight ends have not flourished under stafford being there and maybe it was they had a couple different coaching staffs now hawkinson's transcendent i mean mm-hmm. i think that absolutely you know you absolutely so i'm not i'm not like worried about hawkinson but i'm definitely worried about like other tight ends playing for detroit yeah you know, like a second or third tight end. So I mean, well, and Parham and Donald Parham is there as well. Like, like yeah, we were just talking about. So I like Parham. I have him at fifteen, and I like Nada. I have him at seventeen. Um, I think I might have just moved them both up as we were talking one spot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, fifteen and seventeen in this tight end class, it's like I really like that's. Yeah, you're getting like I said, yeah. start throws, I start mean, throws. Yeah. So. I mean, that's pretty much, so that's the tight end class this year. Um, that's it. And our, our rankings are up. So, you know, after after we do these shows, I always send Chris, you know, my most updated rankings. And he, you know, he gets them up on the site and his get up there. And, uh, you know, it's, I think we've got one of the better dynasty ranking, uh, you know, set up, especially now getting into the IDPs. So I think anybody that comes on the site, I think you'd be, we do a lot of work. We work really hard to like, you know, research these guys and we do the best we can do to help people, you know, with their dynasty leagues. And, you know, I keep winning dynasty leagues. So, I mean, yeah, we're definitely working for me. We we, want to help you, the listener to win your dynasty league. Like Mike Mike and I have both won leagues. Yep. And, and I think that we both have like a, you know, a, a value system where we, that we both, you know, we see eye to eye in a lot of things and, and a lot of it really pans out. So, I mean, but if you've gotten this far, 
then um you know you're here for a reason you're here because you're you know trying to get that little bit of an edge on your league so hopefully we've helped people out that have been listening and um you know we we've got more to come so absolutely thank you guys for tuning in take care bye bye